In this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. You're not failing. You maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. I'm not concerned with mortal timekeeping, and I'm Evan. I'm a baby Yoda New Year, and I'm Ronnie. If you can tell by those completely random introductions, Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows which have only lasted for a single season. Normally we do that. But before we get into whatever it is we're doing this episode, I've got a bit for us. A bit. Oh, yeah, a bit. Oh, wow. Okay. Sorry, I should bring this up. Uh, uh, specifically, Ronnie right now is recorded in front of a live studio audience. So there's, oh. there's oh. only an exclusively Ronnie. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we don't we, I mean, it's, it's known that we don't record together. So. You know the budget only allowed for the uh, for for ending pending north to get the the studio audience and uh, and uh, it sounds like they're uh, they're 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 doing pretty how you how you doing out there audience? Whoa, whoa, hey, okay, 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 calm it down now. Um, things are things are going well. Yeah, yeah, it's twenty twenty new new year new us uh, new Andy Pendy. <laughs> <laughs> I could fade that in to make it seem a little bit more realistic, but fuck it. Yeah, I I bought it. I totally. I'm sold. Yeah. I believe that that was real human people. It's it it totally is. They just are are very. I have this applause sign up here, and it is very. They're, they're very, very prompt. Those they're very people. receptive to the rules of of the studio of ND Penny North. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, we own our own studio now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. If if y'all ever can make it up here, we could all record together. But uh, you know, it's just yeah, I guess we wouldn't know, so we can't call you on literally anything that you're nah, saying right now because nah, we have no proof to the contrary. Even if so. I turned on video right now, you would see me, but you wouldn't see the, the the throngs of fans behind the camera who are like just going nuts, nuts for this good, good Andy Pendy. They're they're the true pending pals. What's the bit? <laughs> <laughs> so. I have two bits, and you guys can pick which one you'd rather do. Sure. Behind door A is, what was your favorite gift from Santa? And behind door B is, now that we're in the Roaring Twenties, how would you live up your Gatsbyist dreams? Well, I will say that um, I have been thinking, we, we watched... As you do, as you always do, uh, we took in the uh, the classic film A Muppet Christmas Carol before the holidays so kicked good. off. Mm-hmm, so good, mm-hmm. so terrific. That good, good Michael Caine. Um, and I thought about you know I was listening to uh, Cryptid Keeper and they were talking about the Mari Lloyd and uh, and all about like the you know the the good old days when when holidays when the winter holidays used to include ghost stories. Um, and I started to think of some ghost stories. I live across the street from a cemetery. And right now there seems to be like people have like decorated the headstones with Christmas lights. Um, that sounds spooky. That is weird. It's pretty spooky, especially the one where there's just like one blinking red light over top of the tombstone. 
of one of the headstones. Oh dear. Oh dear. So, that's upsetting. Yeah. But that's my Gatsby. I'm just going to forever longingly look out to that blinking red light above the tombstone and just wonder if maybe, maybe something's out there that I desire so, so deeply. Um, I bought this house just so I could be closer to that good, good red light. Um, the saddest. I mean, the in s- this case, is it like symbolic of you longing for death? Though is Whoa, that? Whoa, that's. Oh, I thought it was his longing for money. No, no, no. Ronnie specifically oh. in this case with the red light in the graveyard. That's fair. Isn't it his longing for Daisy? It's his longing. Yeah, it's definitely for Daisy. Also, Daisy lives in the house that has the yeah, light but on he, the end of the pier. He wants the money so he can connect to Daisy. Gotcha. That makes well, sense. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, he wants money, but the money is like uh, a step. It's a stepping stone. Like everything he's done, he's been doing for that. Anyway, we're not talking about the Great Gatsby. Please don't. No, I'm talk loving about this like lit, this English lit class we're taking right now. If, it's great. If I if I am anyone in Gatsby, I want to be the snub nose motorboat. Um, that's a that is a Magic Tavern deep deep cut for anyone who's into the into. I think that's season one Magic Tavern. Um, I have a beholder dice bag named uh, T J Eckelberg because of uh, the billboard. The the sure sure. The yeah. eyes, yeah. the eyes of T.J. Eckelberg. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so that's my thing, I guess. Uh, Andy, you, you have psychoanalyzed it to mean that I just am, am unhappy on this mortal coil. and wish That was Evan, not me. Yeah, oh, I'm me. sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. When, when you, I know you're full of joy, Ronnie. I, I mean, you know, thanks to antidepressants. Hey, Evan, <laughs> what would you, what's the, your bit thing? Christmas and Gatsby, you just have to... Cram them together because Ronnie combined my two questions into one. Huh. Huh, huh, huh. Uh, well, first of all, uh, like my my greatest roaring 20th party idea is um, like everybody stops being racist and stuff. That's dope. like the new 20s in the 2020s. We just stop all of that nonsense. 20s were real racist. You'd have thought we got it out of our system at the time. You'd have thought. You'd have thought in the many, many decades in between then and now we would have we would have got over that a little bit. But we're gonna do it in the in the 2020s. We're gonna we're gonna just stop being such fucking racists all the time. Are we gonna we, are meaning we gonna... me meaning meaning the you know uh the, the racist majority <laughs> groups. Sure. Yeah. Are we gonna stop being racist or are we going to stop the racists? Because I feel like those are two different like scenarios. Are we, is everyone going to have a, to, to bring it back to Muppet Christmas Carol? Um, are we all going to like, are all the racists going to have a very like come to ghost of Christmas future moment? Or is it just like, we have to eat the rich basically. This is a complicated, like baseball. Uh, this is a complicated sure. distinction that I don't necessarily want to get into, but like <laughs> there's, uh, I think everyone is racist in that mm. we all have been raised with certain sure. like perspectives. I'm saying we again. I mean, I'm white. Like being in the yes. in a social majority, I'm re- relatively well off. Like people in my sphere, mm. uh, like have been raised with certain prejudices, like baked into our worldview, and as such all people can and do do racist things. And I think that's more constructive uh, to say like 
people need to stop being racist as opposed to we need to defeat the racists. Good for you, you Evan. Good for you. I was taking that to a silly place and this is not a silly conversation. Yeah, I said baseball bats. This is this. I is, mean, I, I still do believe that you should beat up like your local racist or fascist with a baseball. Oh, there, bat, there are absolutely some people sure. who deserve to be beat up. But I think uh, a sort of more holistic approach to this this whole change in society that needs to happen is to just say, like, we all you and me and that person over there and that person over there. Sure. It's a sliding scale of racist behaviors is sure. what it is. It's not like sure. an us versus them thing. Yeah, I, I, I do think it's it's a good first step. I don't like labels or categorization, but I do think it's a good first step to separate the institutional racism from the Nazis and just be like, institutional racism, you don't get off, but Nazis, you like, we're going to deal with you first. And that's where, yeah. where the baseball bats come in. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we can for sure kill Nazis. Yeah, that's that's very that's a very acceptable At thing to punch them. Give them a good old uh, I almost said Chris Evans, a good old Steve Rogers right to the face, you know. Uh, anyway, that got real serious listen yeah. it's 2020 all right we sometimes we got to tackle these tough issues we got we got the studio audience they're on board with it i'm not gonna again i'm trying to make it silly look at me i'm just a regular regular asshole over here hey andy what's, what's anyway in in 2020 we're gonna make shit okay we're gonna do it i believe in us i believe in us don't let me down fellow white people sure that's my gatsby dream. how about you andy Everyone's wearing lingerie and makeup. Everyone's wearing makeup. It's 2020. Everyone looks good in lingerie. Everyone looks good in makeup. Stop stop limiting yourselves. I'm, That's I'm it. for it. I'm here for it. Yep. There's so no, there's... Normally, I transition out of this with... And we're going to talk about this. Let's talk about the show. Well, look, um, I think but, we need to spend more time on lingerie for everyone. Because okay. we'll, we'll, I really do not want to wear a lingerie. <gasps> you don't have to if you don't want to, babe. Oh, I guess that's an important part. Is <laughs> we don't want to. Un- I do not. Yeah, I would really rather not lingerie. wear lingerie. I'd wear some lingerie. You you look great in makeup. Thank you. I do wear a little bit of eye makeup sometimes when it is appropriate for the situation. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> is it the is it the law in the 2020s that we must wear lingerie? No, it's not the law. Anyone can do whatever they want. But like I feel like too many men, especially like straight men, uh limit limit themselves in what they wear and how they present and um it's uh it's silly. So if you want to wear something strappy or frilly mm-hmm. or lacy, go for it. And if you want to rock a, a smoky eye or some concealer, do that too. Yeah, I've got, I've got some. You know, I want to bring it to a person. I got some meshy numbers. I got a couple yeah. of meshy numbers that are that are uh, enticing. Uh, if I if I if I do say so myself. Hell yeah! Especially the concealer straight dudes out there, it's it's cool. If you've got some like skin things going on, you can uh, you can wear some some uh, you know color correcting makeup and stuff. It's okay. It's okay. You don't I, have to. I, I you don't have, have to just be living with that. Yeah, I, I I really want that to be like normalized because it's not just like go buy some concealer. Like you gotta like really find out what your skin tone is and. 
really find out how to blend and highlight. And I've got a sister-in-law who is like, she works at Ulta and, and, and she's, she's fantastic who I really should seek out some help from for this kind of stuff. And like, look at, look at good old Travis McElroy. He's rocking heels. Now mm-hmm. he's, he's getting his nails did. He's wearing eyeliner. He's living his best life. He looks great. Chasing that bliss, standing in that truth. Gotta love it. You love to see it. Yeah. That's uh that's Andy. 2020. Love it. I love it. This is a good, this is a good world. We're going to build. Just lingerie and no racism and Ronnie wanting to die, I guess. Anywho, <laughs> what do we talk about on this podcast? Ronnie, if you died, I would do some really dark, magical shit, some eldritch shit oh, and bring you back. You would do some necromancy? Yeah. Oh. I, then we'd still hang out. It'll be great. That's that's. I'm sweet. saving... I'm saving my familiar spot for Axel, but if I can do necromancy more than once, uh, I'm in on this too. I don't know what the rules of necromancy are. If you can raise more than one being from the dead, uh, I would raise Axel from the dead first because I made a promise, but uh, sure. then I would participate in the Ronnie raising ritual. Well, if, if everyone, if all the penning pals just, you know, believe real hard and clap their hands, then, you know... I do believe in Ronnie's. I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you got. It'll be like Pokemon the movie. Yeah. Exactly like that. Spoilers for Pokemon the movie. I am nothing if not. Not in the year of our Lord 2000. Yeah. I am nothing if not a sad, sad Pikachu. Um, So this week on Ending Pending, it's, it's, uh, it's the, it's, it's the new year. Happy New Year, everybody! Do you have a Do you have a air horn sound effect uh, or I have one a, of those noise making? You know what I'm talking. Not yeah. an air horn. You know what I'm talking about. Well, the bow, 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 bow. No, 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 not, not that. That's, that's not the way we want to start well, our that's year. That's the closest I have to a horn. So just imagine that in a major scale. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 the New Year. This is coming out on right now. It is still it is still 2019. If you are listening to this now, you know what 2020 is like. And gosh, I I, I hope it's good. I hope it's good over there on the other side. Um, listening from the future. Listening from the future, and you're in. 2020. Tell us your wisdom, traveler. It's been quite a year. 2019 There's has been, been a, a, a super duper year. Um, there have been, for me, many ups, many downs, sure. but everything has turned out good. Sure. I guess I mean specifically, let me let me rephrase that. I don't think 2019 has been a super duper year. I think in terms of ending pending, 2019 has been a pretty good year. Um, lots, of, lots of fun shows we covered. Lots of fun guests we had on. Um, it was a good time for this podcast specifically and probably... Uh, a couple other things, but you know, it's not all encompassing. Um, so let's, let's take a, let's take a little trip back and, uh, let's talk about the shows that we covered in 2019. What, what, what's the best? What's the worst? Let's get into it. Kings is the best. Kings that we did not cover in 2019. Yeah, do you have a, a list of shows? I mean, we've we've absorbed so many shows at this no, point. That's fair. That, that is cool. Like, I can fair. only hold the most recent three or so in my brain yeah, in any I'm given gonna, time. I'm going to go ahead, I think, and, and, and just type them into the Discord. So the shows that we covered in 2019 are 
Constantine, The Black Donnellys, Wonderfalls, Clone High, A State of Panic, Moonlight, Wolverine and the X-Men, Powerless, The Cape, and then our bonus episode was The Drunken Age, uh, Dragon Age Redemption. With That uh, was with Felicia Day. Um, I need to re-listen to the Drunken Age episodes because I remember them fondly. I remember they were a real hoot to record. Yeah. Uh, but I cannot remember most of what we talked about. Andy, what do, got, you, what do you remember about Drunken Age? I got real fucked up. You fell asleep while we were co- recording. I don't remember that. You did. But you I, fell like dead asleep. I, I think I tweeted at Travis Willingham while we were recording and he responded back. Yep. And that's about all I remember from that whole bit. Was Kim there? Kim, Kim was, was there. there. Good times. <laughs> so, I definitely did not do or say anything embarrassing, I'm sure. Uh, well, yeah. Who knows? Um, we we don't need to like rank this whole list, but we can pick our top three and maybe maybe the worst of twenty nineteen. What do we what are we thinking for 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 if pick the top three and then we can we can we can argue it out, I guess. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say Constantine's gonna be up there for all three of us, I feel like. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Constantine's Constantine's up there. Um I wanna I wanna throw I wanna throw uh I don't know, someone else take. Just someone else do the next one. The Black Donnellys. Ah, so good. Mm, I uh, think we all loved it. I really enjoyed a state of panic. I, it a was state very, of panic was great. It was like super low stakes, but it was really funny. It was just really weird. It was such a weird concept, and uh, like it, it's clear why it was kind of unsustainable. I'm sure it was very expensive, but man, there was some quality human suffering entertainment value to be had there. I think. If Constantine and State of Panic are up there, uh, I'm torn between the third spot going to Wolverine and the X-Men or Powerless. I think they both had their flaws, but I like them both better than anything else on this list. See, I was gonna I was I was thinking about maybe giving a flyer to uh to good old Wonder Falls. Uh yeah. On Wonder Falls had that problematic shit in there though. It was like, very I was thinking Wonder about Falls that. Wonder Falls or was Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Ryan. No, I was just literally thinking about that the other day. Completely like apropos of nothing. I'm just like, man, Wonderfalls got real problematic there for a little bit. Yeah. yeah, like the highs were real high, but then the lows were so like out of nowhere, unnecessarily upsetting. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not Wonderfalls then. We saw some little glimmers of uh, what's the guy's name? Brian Fuller. Yes. Is that the guy? Yeah. Brian Fuller, who uh, would go on to do uh, Pushing Daisies and Hannibal and American Gods, we saw a little glimmer of his weirdness in there, and I think that's what really made the show good when it was good, but there wasn't enough. He, ha- he has much better work that we can consume. Sure. Um, hmm. I mean, I don't <laughs> think we can consider... Unless we can. Well, I mean, I don't think... Maybe one of the best episodes we recorded might be Drunken Age, but I, I would hesitate to say that Dragon Age Redemption was anywhere close to the best show that we watched this year. 
I think we said this when we were recording, but uh, if you take it as what it essentially is, sure. which is like a fan film, it's not half bad. You know, it's it's not a television show. Certainly by television show standards, it's it's a big, big mess, but. Even by web series standards, there's there's a lot to be desired there. Uh, Felicia Day tried her best. She was just having fun, and she left it on the court. Props yeah. to Felicia Day. Like like, girls working every shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, props to her for living her dream. She made her her rad like elf canary assassin OC. Mm-hmm. And not only did she make her own canon web series, they put her in the game. Like she got to be in a DLC and like, good on you, girl. Yeah. You got like, you knew what you wanted and you went for it and you got it. For sure. So. For sure. Yeah. I, I, I almost want to put her up there. I don't, I, I didn't plan on any of these, but I think it would be easy enough to do. I want to put her up there in the conversation for best protagonist of the year. I think she's she's definitely like uh she's she's up there. Um props to Felicia Day. Oddly enough, no props to the props department. Uh props and costumes really uh did not really come out to play for Dragon Age Redemption. Are uh, we doing our worst now? Because uh, the worst is the cape. Yeah. Oh, oh wait, no clone high is pretty I bad. Gonna, I was very shocked that you said cape over clone high. I, I think I hated Clone High worse. I didn't hate Clone High nearly as much as I hated the cape. Clone High cape made is- me made me ill. It's the only episode I've ever missed of ending pending. <laughs> okay. Clone High made me physically ill. Yeah. I've had perfect very, attendance otherwise. I also didn't I also didn't hate Clone High as much as you did. Yeah, I, don't I think didn't Clone like it. I still think it's in the bottom, but I didn't have the visceral hatred for it that no. you do. I th- I think the cape has to take that bottom spot. Yeah, Every- everything has- else was like had like some redemption to it. I there are moments where I very much enjoyed the cape, um, but it it does not. That that's that's my opinion, which we all know is pretty flimsy. Um, yeah. Well, the thing about the cape was like half the show just didn't make any sense. Yeah. Like there were some, there were nuggets of concepts in there that like the, and we've only just discussed this show, so I won't repeat myself, but you know, the carnies were good. The, the original superhero idea was fun. Uh, but like, Ooh boy, like so much of the plot of the show just did not add up. You just could not connect the puzzle pieces. You had to, hit it with a hammer to make the plot work plot quote unquote, the whole episode with the bomb building guy, total nonsense. Didn't make sense. The train robbery episode. What was even going on there? Why did that happen? Uh, The whole, like he must keep Peter Fleming alive, but also Peter Fleming and chess are now two separate people. And we need to have a reason for chess to come back, even though there's no logical reason for, him to come back yeah it's i'm dying one. yeah reliving the cape is bad <laughs> so it's a bad cape, show cape takes the number number uh bottom spot number bottom um the, the number bottom can i can i propose a category yes please sexiest character Ooh, mm-hmm. it's lee pace isn't it constant 
Well, no, I was going to say Constantine. Ooh, Matt You're Ryan not going Lee with Pace. your boy? Huh. What, we, yeah. He was a cartoon. And also, <laughs> he can still he was, be sexy. Well, sure. He's but, voiced by Liam O'Brien. You don't think Liam O'Brien's got mm, a sexy voice? I think Liam O'Brien is a very handsome man. Uh, I don't know that that okay that one scene where like his tail wraps around the the lantern post yeah. the the light pole the light the light pole yes this can't be there's got to be a word for this that I'm not thinking light of. post is typically what it's called lamp post lamp post lamp post is the word I'm looking for the lamp post uh yeah when he jumps and he like spins and wraps his tail around the lamp post that was like a very sexy moment, just like I don't know, I cannot articulate exactly why. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, though, I mean, it's ooh, like boy. it's basically ooh, boy. A Constantine. Matt Ryan is is very hot. Matt Ryan is good. I like Lee Pace, but we did not get any scenes of Lee Pace covered in blood and shirtless or naked. I believe um, he played kind of a goofy character, which is fine. Yeah. I don't mind that at all. Uh, but he wasn't at his peak sexy. He did say, and this Wonderfalls. is this is something I'm going to have to add to the soundboard for sure. Uh, we did get that good, good mmm moist. <laughs> yes, mm, that moist. That was that was enough sexy. Uh, to hold anybody over uh, naked, I, I'm, naked blood sacrifice or not. I'm going to toss two dark horses out for sexiest uh, character. One is going to be Travis Willingham in his cameo <laughs> in Drunken Age with his big, big muscles. I don't sure. know that his face was even properly visible. His face was visible his because face. that's how we were like, is that Travis Willingham? He didn't fucking say anything. He was like in the background. He was like over someone's shoulder. No, he it. fought. No, I know, but he was in like a group fight scene. In yeah, like, but he was there. He, it was, the camera was moving. He and had he an like, unnamed character. He, he was had, like thug he had number an, three. He had an unnamed character in Felicia Day's... He's, $500 YouTube web series. <laughs> Don't attack the man. He's been working his whole life. He's a, he's an icon. I'm, I'm not, I'm sure the, the dude is doing fine. He gets, he gets work. I'm not criticizing him, but I'm saying like, I don't know that that's his sexiest role either. It's not his sexiest role, but he's sexier than a lot of the bums we've had. Are you going to pick one of like the, un the, the undistinguishable Donnelly brothers as your, as your pick over Travis Willingham? Uh, no, the Donnelly brothers were not even going to factor into this equation because I literally cannot remember what a single one of them looks like. Uh, All right. Kevin Kevin had curly hair. He was, was kind of cute. Um, yeah, thank you. I, and then I, the none, other... None the, of them were ugly. They were all just so, so generic. So homogenous. So just the, multiplicity the, looking motherfuckers. My other dark horse option, now that Evan has eviscerated the first one, is... Um, the the best friend from Moonlight. Oh, Joseph. Yeah. I was going to say rich, that. I was going to say that. Vampire boy. Yeah, I do like that character a lot, but he's not sexier than Constantine. Yeah. I'm factoring into this, bear in mind, not just physical appearance, but also like their vibe, their whole thing. Yeah, but if we all agree on the number one right away, that's not like good content like we need some discussion here i i want to throw in and this is this is like i need some banter sure so this is something that i feel like i can bring to the table with the person who can really bring a little bit not very much but some of the hetero male gaze um i would say felicia day 
And just because I wanted to like diversify this category with women, the problem is, as I think about the characters in these shows, none of them like have enough power within the show or like enough agency within the show for me to feel comfortable to call them like the sexiest character. Like it's, I think this is like, like on the shows themselves of like all these women were used as like tokens and pieces and plot devices. And so just be like, Oh yeah. Remember that time where, uh, the, the reporter in moonlight was, uh, captured against her will. Ah, so sexy. Like, um, yeah, no, you're not wrong. There were not many women in these shows, no. and that is that is a society problem. I, That's if, a Hollywood problem. If I had to pick two, I would say Felicia Day in Dragon Age Redemption and um, the lesbian sister in Wonderfalls. Um, but yeah, she did have a powerful energy oh, for yeah. sure. You know, pants. Suit. She smoked, right? Yes. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. hot. Mm-hmm. I know it's terrible for you, and it's nasty in real life, but when when fictional characters smoke, I'm like, hmm. Yeah, yeah the, the abstract idea of smoking a cigarette is very hot, which is another thing that contributes to Constantine's vibe. I will never get off Constantine. No, thank you for asking. The, uh, the berserker woman in Drunken Age uh, also had a very powerful energy. Sure. I don't remember her name, I mean, but yeah. she was cool. The Reaver? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember the character's name either, but yeah, she did definitely bring bring some energy to the table. I feel like she could pick me up uh, by the throat with one hand. And, and that's uh, all you want in, yeah. a, in a female partner. Well, I'm, I'm not overly attracted to women. If uh, I feel like she can pick me up by the throat with one hand, I'm definitely here for it. So Matt Ryan then? So Matt Ryan is Constantine? Oh, oh, we, yeah, Matt Ryan. Yeah, Matt uh, Ryan's the sexiest. Indisputably, yeah, yeah. uh, unanimously, Matt Ryan Thanks, as Constantine. Thank you for showing up, everyone else. But yeah, He, it, he got a very beautiful uh, and sad gay arc in uh, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, which is a very silly show, but all the Constantine stuff is quite good. Yes. yes they yes, are yes. not afraid of the gays in that show. No, there is no subtext. It's just gay all the time. Um, how about a how about a category that's um most convoluted plot? And this could be of the overarching show or an individual Ooh. episode. Oof. The moonlight shit with the ex girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, where it was the with the fake tattoo and, and it's a real tattoo. But that was pretty bad. That was pretty uh, wild. I don't know that it's worse than the cape though. Yeah. Um was there some shit in Clone High with Marilyn Manson or something? Marilyn Manson did make a guest appearance to sing a song about, I think, nutrition or something. Yeah. I mean, Clone High, as much as we want to dump on Clone High, Clone High was like an absurdist piece. Like, it, it was that's fair. Also, it was, that, that's what it was trying to do. Yes. It wasn't trying to be good. Yeah, the plot was <laughs> I not. Think it might have been trying to be good. I don't, I don't think that being coherent and good are the same thing. The the plot was not complex though. No, no, it was. Uh, yeah, so yeah. there wasn't there wasn't much to be convoluted about it. It was a it was a straightforward kind of a thing. After Tommy and Kevin murder Doki and uh, Huey Farrell, they go and steal the exact same clothes that they were wearing when they committed the murder, and then they burn the original copies 
And that's a pretty convoluted way to make sure that you like don't get caught. Yeah, just change into different clothes that kind of look similar that you already own. Hey, I'm just saying. Black Diamond is great, though. Hmm. I think this is a good time to talk about Wonderfalls and the whole ending of it being so problematic where it's just like it's convoluted in the sense that you just didn't need to do it. You didn't need to do it, and the 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 road that the it's not just the road that you took to get there. Like the destination was not good, and like was that the Native American yeah mythology yeah, that they tried yeah, to bring in yeah. and was not good. Also, and, didn't they switch the episodes around? Wasn't that a thing? That's been a thing with several of these shows, but wasn't Wonderfalls one of the ones that was that fell victim to? Yep. Somebody deciding, oh, no, let's just throw the episodes in any order. It won't matter. Certainly was. Certainly was. Yeah, I won't 100%. Granted, I'm 100% blaming whoever wrote it for, like, the racist stuff. Yes. But I won't 100% blame the show as a piece of art for, like, that being in the last episode and kind of, like, tanking the role that the show was on up to that point. Sure. Uh, so yeah, I think, I think it has to be the Kate. I think the Kate, yeah. Kate runs away with most convoluted everything. Yeah. Nothing in the Kate made sense. Nothing. Not a thing. Um, definitely not, you know, uh, what is it called? Uh, honorable mention to Moonlight for many, many of the decisions that they made on that. I feel like Moonlight is getting off real easy because we finished with the cape. <laughs> yeah, Moonlight is getting a break just because it wasn't quite the worst. Yeah, And while it was bad, there were at least like one or two very likable characters in sure. it. Where uh, the cape had maybe one likable character. and It was Goliath. Yeah, Goliath was amazing. Evan, Evan. Evan. Yes, Ronnie. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Think, think of a, ca- a category on the spot of of uh, the best or the worst of the year of, of anything or sexiest or mm. most convoluted. Sexiest blue demon. <laughs> Fuzziest character. Fuzziest, Fuzziest boy. Sexiest yellow eyeiest boy. I got one. Go. Best fight scene. Hmm. Mm. Am I silly or am I am I genuine? Um, I think so. So let's let's talk about some of the fight scenes. Um, the ones that immediately jump into my mind are very silly. Uh, Moonlight, where they fight on a roller coaster track. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Um, mm-hmm. Where that's that's got to be the worst. At that's any point, be the worst you could just jump scene. off of the roller coaster track and not fight where there's a roller coaster. But they he both- decapitates a young boy, a young vampire lad with a roller coaster. And and I, I forget what song actually plays, but it is like not just like intense music. It is like one of like you know emo radio's top one hundred of the decade. Like just lyrically driven songs that just it, it felt weird yeah it wasn't evanescence but it was the same energy yes yeah very bad much. fight scene in the cape with uh i mean pretty much all of them but i was thinking of the one with scales sure this isn't i don't know why this came to mind when i thought about fight scenes but this is not a fight scene at all uh 
where Constantine is like covered in blood and he's like dancing around his house. Yeah, that's a great scene. Come in and he's like, whatever. I'm doing it. I'm I'm practicing. I'm experimenting. Leave me alone. Yeah, not a fight scene, but a very good scene. It was a very good scene. (laughs) You you were fighting some some things. I have to imagine. Um, the, that's not exactly <laughs> like my my bag sure. covered in blood is not my favorite thing but it was a very amusing scene and yes. it, it felt like it established a lot about his character covered i feel like we're on worst fight scenes right now so i'll bring up uh the drunken age where uh it is the templar verse felicia days oc and she like knocks him down a hill and you can see like his cardboard armor, yeah. like bending his Warbla armor. Best? Are we still talking about best? No, we we've been talking about worst <laughs> oh, okay, this whole time, okay, Ronnie. Okay, I thought you were. I thought you were transitioning to the best. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, no, we're still one. on worst. That's a real rough one. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there were good fight scenes in Wolverine and the X Men. Um, My favorite from that was Nightcrawler versus Gambit. Uh, I thought they both used uh, creative yeah, sure. uh, elements for their power. Yeah. Uh, Cyclops versus multiple men was also quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in Clone High, there's a scene where JFK throws a punch at Gandhi. Um, that was maybe not the entire reason, but I think a big reason as to why the show got canceled because uh, viewers in India were not cool with that, as you can imagine. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it that's was a, probably fair. It was a big deal. Big blow up. Um, and were there any good fight scenes in Constantine? Um, Constantine. Just... I don't have any distinct memories of the fight scenes in it, but that just yeah. may be because it was the, the sh- first show we covered. Yeah, it was here. the yeah. show we watched longest ago. I remember. It was a pretty well produced show oh, overall. Yeah, yeah. Was, I mean, it was network. There, you know, there was a great. Uh, the the Travis Willingham fight scene in Drunken Age is actually quite yes. good from what I remember. Uh, it's in a bar. Does what, somebody in that scene has razor brass knuckles? Yeah, Travis does. Yeah, is it Travis? And yeah, he's got punchy dagger, punchy fist. dagger fist. Yeah, that that's quite I a choice. Like, and that person did not win the fight, <laughs> or even close. I feel like to somebody it. in Naruto had those. Like they, like somebody in Naruto invented the knife knuckles. So who's so who's who's got the worst fight scene or the best? I guess best goes to the Travis Willingham fight scene um, by default. I feel like even Black Donnelly's there was no real fights. It was all either just it was all just like complete like uh, ganging up on people and either killing yeah, them or beating was- them to a pulp. I was going to say there were some throwdowns, but it was more like a few dudes would jump another dude yeah. and just beat the shit out of him. Yeah. And that's not really a fight. Um, I remember there was like a sewer fight in Constantine, but it was disappointing. He gets shot and then he lets himself get possessed right. so that he won't die. Right. Yeah, that's, that was quite good. That's with the whole uh, Edith, not Edith. What's the name I'm thinking of? Lilith. Lilith, not Edith. Lilith. Mm-hmm. A lot going on there with Lilith. So, worst. I don't want to keep giving things to the cape, but <laughs> I'll give I'll give worst fight scene to think, uh, Felicia Day and the Templar. Okay, I, like, I think that fight scene was pretty bad, from what I recall. I like Roller Coaster Moonlight. 
Moonlight roller coaster. Oh, I for, forgot about the roller coaster. Roller coaster is definitely yeah. the worst. Yeah, for sure. Um, so new category. I only have one thing for this, so maybe y'all can jump in with other things. Most disturbing slash upsetting thing that we saw on television in 2019. I'm gonna lead off with uh fleshy pe- uh, pears. Fleshy baby apples. Uh, yeah. Oh. Pears. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. That, Ugh. That, uh, I don't know if anything can top that. No, I, can, I say, I just... can I say it was a good prop purely from a construction perspective that it looked disgusting. Yeah. And not like it didn't look cheesy. Like I, I fully believed in the moment in the context of that show. Oh, that it was a pear made out of like baby flesh. Sure. And bleeding. So, yeah, so whoever made that prop, good job. Good SFX work, whoever that was. Well yeah. done. But yeah, that was very disturbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have another category here. <laughs> okay, let's keep, keep going. <laughs> Most baffling like camera work. Okay. And my nomination for that is the circle cam in the tavern before the fight breaks out. And it's just fucking spinning. It's just spinning for no goddamn reason as these characters are talking. Yeah, that was pretty Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm still stressed out about it. There was a lot of things. Like like it really felt like there were different cinematographers for each of those like four minute episodes. Because they, they did some wild stuff each episode. Um, but the the, the uh, Lazy Susan cam in the middle of the table at the tavern yeah. really, really took the cake there. Um, I mean, we could spend all day talking about the things that were completely wild about Dragon Age Redemption. Um, what about most emotional scene? Ooh, most emotional scene. Um... I mean, I feel like it would have to be something from Wolverine and the X-Men. Or Moonlight. Moonlight had some emotional moments. Kind of. My, my two nominations, I got a slide of Black Donnelly's in there. Of course. At the end of the first episode, the the like last five minutes of that episode. Oh, yeah. that I think uh, The music is playing, and like Joey is narrating, and Tommy goes and murders those people for his brother, and Sean's in the hospital. That's good shit. Even if you don't like the show, I think the last five minutes holds up as like a a emotional scene. Yeah. And my other choice is Constantine fucking murdering his like only friend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at, oh, I think yeah. the name of the episode was like the Santa Last Resorts or some shit. Yeah. Um, um, I'm blanking on the, the character's name, but the the character the the actor portraying his buddy uh, does like a damn good job, and he'd been a fuck up for like two episodes, and then like the angel is there, like trying to comfort Constantine. Good shit. Yeah, that's good. Constantine was a good show. I miss was it. A good show. Constantine is definitely number one. We didn't really care. any. Really Any other emotional scenes in the running, or does Constantine take it? Um, I want to say Wolverine and the X Men, but even I guess the se- the episode where uh, Kurt is doing the angel all the episode, angel episode, yes, oh, actually, the yeah. angel episode of Angel's Wolverine. Very good. I actually think I will give it that, especially because it was kind of unexpected in an otherwise fairly light show. 
I really did not expect that episode to hit me quite as hard as it did. Yeah. But um, yeah, the the episode where Angel's dad chops his wings off. Ugh. Yeah, might horrifying. be might be the most emotional episode of television that we have watched. And again, Liam O'Brien just knocking it out of the park. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, it's certainly like not not unique that Angel is the most like um, intrinsic queer allegory in the X Men. Um, mm. And it's not the first time that they have like really played that to its 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 intensity, but the fact that this Wolverine in the X Men cartoon show felt like it could go there and did a fairly good job of it is just like, oof, oof, really hits you. The bit where Nightcrawler is trying to escape Genosha and like exhausting himself teleporting and gets like finally gets back to the X Mansion and then still gets caught anyway. Yeah. Doesn't quite hit the same beat, but uh, in in a kids' show, that was that was pretty yeah. pretty depressing. The scene, I think the uh, the episode where um, Kurt is kind of doing the flashbacks to you know Germany and being ostracized and and, and you know being ridiculed um, and how he decides to like help, even though that episode kind of becomes a bit of a clusterfuck. Um, help the the young mutants that are there on the ship. Um, it it really gave it a good like. We know Kurt is good because we know the X Men, but it really like set Kurt up as this like excellent excellent person. Um, for for new viewers, a beautiful boy, such a beautiful boy. Oh, I got I got another good fight scene to mention. Yeah. Um, the the one in Moonlight where the the gay best friend. And the main character team up and kick some ass. Oh, when everyone else is blindfolded, or when the, yeah, yeah, and and he he bites his his buddy again, and they're they're oh, it's yeah. like a very homoerotic. Yeah, that, oh, that that was a good scene. If you take it on its own, that was a good like fight scene. Yeah, mm-hmm, if you take mm-hmm. it on its own and don't pay attention to like the actual stakes of the situation. <laughs> that, yes, yeah. I, yeah, I would agree. But like, there were some good action bits yeah. there. Oh, for sure, for sure. Any anyway, what's our winner for most emotional scene? Um. Uh, I'm going to vote for the Angel episode. I think I might go to the Constantine episode. Also a very good answer. I'm very torn. I'm so torn. They're both so good. You're going to say Black Donnelly's, aren't you? No, no. I'm torn between <laughs> Angel and Constantine. I know, I know. Uh, they were they were very, very Either good. one of them. Either one of them are terrific. Yeah. I think, well, I, I, I think I'm going to give it to Constantine. Okay. But damn, I don't know. I think I think it almost it almost goes to Wolverine and the X Men, the Angel episode, because like it is kind not not out of nowhere, but it is something you don't expect this kid's show to hit that that hard. Like Constantine, yeah, Constantine I think was, I'm going to give it to Angel. Constantine was swinging and you know maybe missing on some emotional moments, and that one it just like completely connected with. Uh, Wolverine just was just like, okay, we're going to take this step here and, and knock it out of the park. I think that show, like definitely one of like the knocks against it is like, yeah, if you shoot 30 episodes of a show, eventually something's going to be good. Um, but this is not like best fight scene. This is not like best, you know, moment of like Wolverine sneering at a camera. This is like the one moment where they were like, yeah, we're going to go there. And they went there and it was super well done. Yeah, and like we've been singing Constantine's praises this whole time, yeah. so uh, letting letting another show get the the trophy this time. Yeah, I think for it's sure, fair. for sure. So, um, we you know we we 
reflects back on the previous year, as as you always kind of some people do. I don't know. Some people, you know, they're like sharks. You know, they always move forward. They can't. They have no necks. They can't turn back. Um, but as we reflect back, what are some of the moments of of Endy Pendy that uh, that give you the most joy and make give you the happiest feelings? This was recent, but just having Nate on, I think, was a yes. lot of fun. Yeah, he's a he's a very funny person, very charismatic person, and it was great uh, having him consistently for like three episodes. That was that was great. Mm-hmm. Nate's sure. a very witty dude. Yeah. Oh, excellent, excellent guy. And we had Alex on uh, Alex yeah. Flanagan for yeah. Constantine yes, for and, our Constantine Cryptids, and that. That was great. Yeah, yeah, Alex is so delightful. We've been we've been hanging out a little bit with Alex, so just props, props for being cool, Alex. Yeah. I actually have a little bit of audio from that episode that I like to play right now. Uh, it's the moment where uh, Andy learns about the cryptid that is Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is an immortal being, and this would explain a lot of things. Is all I'm saying. Go on. Are you not aware of this theory of this conspiracy theory on the internet that he's ageless and has appeared in many, many paintings and things no. like that? Oh, did what? you not know this? Am, do no. I get to be the person to tell you about a mortal Keanu Reeves theory? Yes. Oh, please, Alex, sure. do. Please inform Andy. I know about he, this, but I'm like, going to let you tell He was it. in Bill and Ted when he was like, what, like 15? Yeah, he yeah. looks the same. He Have you seen him? Same. He doesn't look exactly the I same. I love Bill and Ted so much. It's such a good movie. Bill um, and Ted Keanu Reeves <laughs> is very different than John Wick Keanu Reeves. Uh, nothing that a little bit of well-applied makeup would not accomplish. It's true. Okay, give me sure. one second. I have to drop some pictures in the Discord chat. Um, but oh I'm my about god, learned a thing. Oh my god, this is You're the about hap- to get schooled. This is the happiest I've maybe ever been. Um, I love this specific conspiracy theory, and the fact that I get to be the one to share this information is you have no idea how happy this makes me. So, here's just like a brief timeline oh, for you, yeah, right? Okay, <laughs> here's a brief timeline of some Keanu Reeves appearances throughout history. Okay, wait, these, okay, so these pictures Mm -hmm. labeled 1994, 2008, and 2014, are those legit the years they are taken? I mean, I'm pretty- As far as I know. I mean, I didn't, like, we did not screen cap them. Because, damn, that one from 1530 is, like, Uh spot on Keanu. Yeah, isn't it? It's wild. There are several different paintings and historical figures that, like, resemble to an uncanny degree one Mr. Keanu Reeves. Is Keanu Reeves a cryptid? Oh, 100%. Good times. Good times. I had totally forgotten about that. What quality content. Yeah. And having having came on from Drunken Age, we had some really great guests this year. Yeah. I think... We love Kim. We love we him. him. Um, I think it, I, I, it's right out because I believe that we recorded the episode right at the end of 2018. Um, but as Ellie Desitel from Rise was uh, was very close to being a part of 2019. Also, we had a fantastic so cool. year for guests. They're so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. Thank you to everyone out there who uh, you know, Evan. Uh, have you shared your your favorite moment or one of your top moments of the year 
I I do have such fond memories of recording that Dragon Age special yes. that I got to go with that. Yeah. We had a fun time on our end, just sitting on the floor drunk, uh-huh. like yelling at the mic right. while Ronnie on the other side of the screen was alarmed and befuddled. Ronnie, it was great. Ronnie it was, was also experience. very drunk and also yelling, what is Dragon Age? Can someone tell me what a Kunari is? Why um. is any of this? <laughs> What is the uh, the all power? What was the 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 creator figure in that that I was super confused? They just about? call him the Maker. The Maker. That's it. Oh, what a what a ride! And then Andy fell asleep, and I had one less person to shout uh, Dragon Age at me. Yes, Andy did. I don't fully know fall if asleep. I fell asleep. You one hundred percent. That's true. I fell gonna, asleep. You I'm, were you were immovable. You were unresponsive. Should should I? I don't have it prepped to do it live. Should I drop in the audio of Andy falling asleep right here? I can't stress how drunk I am right now. Yeah, we know, babe. We You're not are. functioning. We're all very aware of it, Andy. Uh, okay. Y'all bitches need to catch up. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I'm not there. I need to do uh, stuff Andy, tomorrow. you went too, too hard, too fast. The dwarves drug dug too greedily and too deep. <laughs> <laughs> they awoke an ancient power called Lyrium. Okay. okay, I'm just gonna. Are you the Balrog? Okay. I feel like you're the Balrog. Like a, a fellowship of the Ring shit. Yeah, yeah. I like how you intertwined that. It's yeah. just the Dragon Age. It's Dragon Age. Okay, yeah. there's been a lot of Dragon Age Harry Potter crossover. I appreciate some some LOTR up in here. <laughs> okay, um, I will. I will do that. Uh, Andy, you let me know if you're uncomfortable with that since... No, go for it. That's since, fine. Since it's peak comedy. Yeah. I have no shame. Sure. Uh, the Weekses have already listened to it, so nothing nothing more can happen. Oh, yeah, that was wild. Uh, Karen Weeks like just started talking to me on Twitter, which is amazing. She's wonderful, but I, I just... like Somebody shared a, a cosplay photo of Andy and I, and then... Karen Weeks talked to me on Twitter and bought some stuff from my Etsy shop and listened to our podcast. I want to... For those of you who don't know, Karen Weeks uh, is a very high up person at BioWare and her partner, Patrick Weeks, uh, is, I believe, a writer for BioWare. It was Magnetic Jade Photography who shared a photo they had taken of us at KatsuCon and it just kind of blew up our spot and... Like, fucking people in, like, Dragon Age and Bioware just started, like, sharing it and commenting on it. And, um... Now we're friends with Karen Weeks. A couple authors that I really like who are also Dragon Age fans shared it. It was buck wild. So, huge shout-out to Magnetic Jade Photography. Uh, Thank you. You're the best. We're getting photos done with them at Ketsukon, right? Again, yeah, we're doing Critical Role this year with, uh, with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's going to be so much fun. But yeah, follow her on Instagram and Twitter because she's amazing and super talented. And I, uh, very, very cool. I want to I wanna remark on maybe one of my favorite parts of the year was the uh, real tumultuous relationship, um, or, or I guess one-sided relationship between uh, Andy and one Matthew Mercer. Um, that has I've never on. said anything bad about Matthew Mercer. <laughs> that has culminated in a cosplay 
group uh, of Critical Role characters. Uh, it's very cool. Very cool, the, the, the growth that Andy has experienced over the past couple of years. That's what they call character development. Yes, for sure. For sure. Um, I love Critical Role very much. It's very good. It's very good. And it's you very have good. always felt I that way. And I have not. <laughs> Listen, no no regrets. Always always moving forward. Sharks don't have necks. Regrets. No regrets. Um so it's been a been a good year. We are so thankful um to all of our fans, to uh to one Mr. Sir Nee, uh who we who we called out uh and as Nobody can be mentioned on this podcast without Andy telling them to go fuck themselves. Um, yeah, apparently. We definitely got, we definitely got there with Cerny. Cerny does not address that at all in this email that, that they have sent us. Um, just uh, talking about how they binge the Cape over the holidays. Uh, our, our episodes of the Cape. Um, oh, I was like, oh, no, did they watch the Cape? No. Mm. No, they specifically say like thanks, thanks for saving them the hours of actually sitting down to watch it, um, which is a service that we do for you specifically, Cerny. Um, yeah, it, it was a, a wild ride for them. They loved hearing Nate on the pod. Um, Nate helped uh, Cerny get into Judas Priest uh, with uh, their listening to Satan and Rainbows. So such synergy, such good, good podcast synergy there. I love it. Um, And uh, Cerny wanted to suggest here's, here's the great thing. Cerny knows what happens when people suggest shows on on ending pending. They know it's a bad idea, but here they are really just helping us out, suggesting freaks and geeks, which is something we would like to cover. Sometimes it is so long. We will have to figure out how to do that. Um, But yeah, Cerny just letting us know, Hey, I know you were seeing seeing if I was still around. I'm definitely still here. Uh, Did no. I cuss out Cerny? Uh, oh, at some point yeah. you have, I'm sure. Yeah, no. Last episode, you got a little, little, uh, you know. Whoops! All I'm sorry, bud. All in, all in good fun, Cerny. You didn't mention it, so we all and you emailed us. So I assume that it's all all things are gravy between you and and pending pals everywhere. Um, Who sent us that huge fucking chart? Electric Gauntlet. Electric Gauntlet. Yeah. Way to go. They're they're an MVP. They're def- there's a list of MVPs, uh, and they're certainly one of them of 2019. Um excellent. Excellent work from all of the ending pending audience. Thank you to uh Ellie. Well, Mike is always great. Yes. M. Murd has has commented and sent us stuff yep. throughout the uh the ages. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, everyone has been just so terrific. Um, thanks to Alex from from uh, from Cryptid Keeper for not only being a guest but also giving us the excellent moniker Endy Pendy that we that we throw around from time to time. Um, thanks to Nate. Thanks to Ellie Doesn't Tell. Thanks to uh, Kim, of course Kim. Uh, thanks to. Uh, thanks to you two. You really we 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 don't we we didn't even talk about it much, but y'all covered my ass real well when I went out on surprise paternity leave. Um, 
and and really knocked it out of the park with those a state of panic episodes. So well done. Oh, well done. Thank you, you Ronnie. It was the least we could do. You were busy dadding. I was. You y'all were watching a state of panic. I was having my own sort of panic. Um, it all it, it, it was good times. And now I've got a baby. You might say you were in a state of panic. Yes, I, you you might say that. Many doctors would say that I was in that. Um, literal doctors that I was trying to like hide my panic from on a daily basis at a hospital. Um, but yeah, how is the the small child? Small by child the way? is so small, getting bigger, but still very small, and is doing very well. Um, all good things. Eating my cooking, making lots of food. For my baby. So happy for you, Ronnie. Yes, yes. You're such a good dad. Reading reading lots of books. She just got, um, in addition to the book that, that y'all so kindly gifted, the 123s of D&D, uh, also for Christmas got uh, Obi-Wan 123, um, which is a great counting book uh, that uses Star Wars characters and, and, and monsters and stuff. Um, and also, uh, It Feels Good to Be Yourself, which is a book by... Uh, Max Fun host Teresa Thorne about gender identity and helping kids figure that out. Kids and parents, I would say, using the That's right. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Using, using the right language, using figuring out uh, difficult and complex concepts uh, to just be a fucking better citizen of the world. You know, so we're we're real excited about about the direction that that our little bundle is heading in, um, and we're very excited about the direction that ending pending is heading in. And we hope that you join us in 2020. We should decide what show we're watching next. Young Hercules. Young Hercules? Uh, Ev- I don't, isn't that like 50 episodes? Isn't that why we didn't yeah, watch that? That's that's why we're going to do oh, it. Oh, no, my goodness. Uh, no, I don't need that kind of stress in my, my life in 2020. Um, my, I think my vote would have been the Tron show. That Tron show that was on... Disney briefly. It might be on Disney Plus. I'm actually not sure. It might be. But yeah, one one season Tron show. I love the the idea of Tron. I love the concept of Tron. Uh the movies were something. They sure were they sure did exist, but I I am very curious about the show. Whose official turn is it to pick? This I think is, Andy's. This is a <laughs> I think this is a, a, a fan selected show. As as we discussed, no, that's what fucking. Uh, as we discussed last episode, it was me who chose the cape because I wanted to have Nate oh. on the show. <laughs> um, but, you know how I feel about our viewers. Yeah, we don't need to bring it up. We don't. They're need great. To talk. Yes, they're gr- yes, they're great, great, and I love them. Yeah, you, you, I've never disliked a single one of their choices. You, you've always <laughs> said that that they're that they're awesome. Um, let's see. There's there's some good I do I want to be unpopular or do I want to be the most popular? Be the I, most popular, right? Oh, oh, also, oh, you're I have no, I have a, I have one, I have one, I have one. Uh, Diana at my work suggested that we do Tuca and Birdie because they're oh. officially not getting a second season, yeah. and apparently that was a very good show. And also, it is a fan recommendation. My Friend at work, Diana. I say friend. I've hung out with her like twice. Sure. I don't know if we're technically friends yet. I like her very much. She's very cool. I want to be friends with her. But anyway, she listened to our podcast and she sent a show recommendation. So we should do that one. Tuka and Birdie is also on uh, Electric Gauntlet's list um, of shows that we should check out. 
Dope. I think that's it. It's 10 episodes, uh, half hour episodes, animated comedy. Um, I'd be down for it. Here's the thing. I really do want to do Young Hercules. <laughs> my, my, it, it's Andy's pick next. After it is Andy's we pick after we get through two. And Andy is picking Young Hercules, so... We better Gosh. figure out how the fuck we're going to do it. Yeah, it's going to be... It's like 47 episodes. Stick with us through the beginning of 2020. It is going to be experimental as fuck up in here. Um, we, might have I to take, see, we might have to take like six weeks or, or something. I want to see days. this young Ryan Gosling tearing it up with like Xena and shit. I'm here Wait, for it. Wait, is that who it is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. It's Ryan Gosling and it is part of the Xenaverse. The Xena cinematic universe. Yeah, before Ryan Gosling transforms into that shitty, racist, homophobic guy. I don't know what you're referring to. The guy who played Hercules is in all these weird evangelical movies. He was just in one where uh, liberals take away the Second Amendment. And he has this to like... Ryan Gosling we're talking about? No, the, the, the guy who plays Hercules oh, okay, in no. the regular show. Because Young Hercules is a prequel oh, to oh, that. I gotcha, I gotcha. Okay, yeah, I don't remember the guy's fucking following. name, yeah. but he's in all these evangelical movies now. He's like the professor in um, God's, God's Not, Not Dead, Dead, who is an atheist, but actually a Christian, and then gets saved after he gets hit by a car. Spoilers for God's Not Dead. Um, I was rushing out to see it this weekend. And then they, they're like, oh, thank Thank goodness he he died right after he accepted Christ. He's in heaven now, and it's just it's buckwild. Anyway, yeah, he's he's Hercules after Ryan Gosling, or before Xenoverse. It's great. I have a cousin who saw uh, God's Not Dead, um, and at the end of it, there's like a like a discipleship call of like. You open up your phone right now and send a text to every contact you have that says. It's like the Duck Dynasty guys are out there that says, like, you tell them God's not dead. And my cousin had, like, received my other cousin's old phone that had all her, like, work contacts in it. And so he, as, like, a 12-year-old, texted God's not dead to everybody in that phone. Was, oh, no. It was a oh, real no. bad time. It was a real bad time. That's, uh... Yeah. They've grown. It's been a long time since that movie came out, but that was a real like, hey, maybe not this thing that you thought was good. Uh, no, don't do it. Stop it. Also, I, I think what that actually is, if we're talking about evangelical tactics, that is a tactic to push any normal people further away from yep. you. Yup. Yup. Like that is an isolating tactic. That's not a. That's not a. Uh, 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 an evangelism tactic. Most most evangelical, like witnessing things, is to push normal people away from you and further uh, ostracize you from normal fucking people and push you into the uh, uh, martyrdom, like persecution complex, and further into the evangelical fold. I mean, if we're t- and even if we're just talking about like from a persuasive sense, like it's the most like like you know, sending a note to somebody like, do you like me? Like it's taking all of the responsibility off of you and just saying like, here's this thing that you have to react to now. I'm not going to put myself out there at all. Um, Yeah. I'm not going to help you with anything. I'm not going to offer you advice. I'm putting the onus on you to do as I say. Right. 
Anyway, Chris Sims has a great Xena podcast. We should see if he wants to join us for Ooh. Young Hercules. Anyone know Chris Sims? Uh, not me. I know somebody who knows Chris Sims. Oh, cool. Is it? I mean, not like I, I say I know somebody. I'm friends with them on Facebook, and they have met Chris Sims. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, all right. Well, what we'll the what we'll to work those connections? Pound that pavement. Get Chris Sims on ending pending. <laughs> um, We're going to be covering Young Hercules for like six months i so. got we have to figure out a way to do it in not six <laughs> months or even two months i think six weeks we have we have plenty of time to find out how to gr- get chris sims because we're going to be covering young hercules okay. for forever we have to figure we have to i hope we have as much time to figure out how to not cover young hercules for forever but uh as i said experimental just like stick with us it'll be fine apparently we'll have some guests i suppose um maybe 2020 is just the year where we are a young hercules podcast which is you know a choice um good old ryan gosling good old ryan gosling uh so as we talked about we're doing tuca and birdie in january february through upside down question mark we're doing um young hercules so uh, join us Thank you for joining us in 2020 or in 2019. Uh, We hope to see you in 2020. Uh, Make sure that you donate to Lunar Light Studio. Check out uh, LunarLightStudio.com. Check out Patreon.com slash LunarLightHQ. Check out awesome shows. Uh, Transquestioning is back. Um, uh, Good Boys Girls is coming back in January in 2020. Uh, bad advertising had one of the most like gut punching mysterious finales to the year in there. I think it was their 26th or 25th episode um, featuring Penny Parker uh, solely. It is wild that this show that gave me such nightmares and also almost made me cry one best comedy podcast. <laughs> They're constantly getting wet and wild over it, at bad advertising. They're nuts such a trip. in like the best possible way. It's such a trip. Um, of course, check out uh, Cryptic Keeper as always. Check out our friends over at Overwitch. They've got news. They've, they're uh, changing up the, the format a little bit. Changing up, the I think, the whole podcast. So uh, go over to the check out their most recent episode to learn more about that. Um, great, great shows. All around, super excited for what's coming on Lunar Light Studio. Check out uh, Make the Yuletide Gay. Uh, we haven't talked about that at all, uh, but uh, I'm on it. Andy's on it. Evan, are you on it? No, I'm not on not it. Not on it, but Andy and Ronnie are on it. I didn't have the bandwidth yeah. at the time. Yeah. It's a, it's a great little uh, reimagining of It's a Wonderful Life. And I, I heard of this new show. What's on Lunar Light called oh, Force Friends. Oh goodness! There's a new show, and it's about the yeah. it's about the conflicts in the outer it's spaces. About, it's about the space conflicts. Uh, I host it. My buddy Ryan co-hosts it, and Ronnie produces it uh, with Crystal Podworks. Yes, uh, it's a good show. It's very fun. It is one show that will help me as I navigate uh, Star Wars for the next couple of years because as I, could, I mean, I could take in The Mandalorian and all that, but as someone with a baby, I'm not going to be getting out to the cinema anytime soon. Um, well, we only cover the TV shows. N- yeah, so I, I know we, that. But we, we avoid the controversies of the movies. Yeah, you do a great job of that. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, definitely check out Force Friends Rewatch. Great dynamic, great uh, chemistry between Ryan and, and Andy, and and uh, really enjoy learning all the ins and outs of uh, of Rebels right now. And uh, and of course, little drips and drabs of the Mandalorian. When he Mandalorian's over, when are you going to start talking about the Mandalorian? Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll definitely cover it at some point, but we we like to wait until uh, the concept is shows are done. That way, we can kind of tackle them as as a whole. Sure. So we'll probably cover season one shortly. Gotcha. Understood. Understood. Uh, Evan, uh, your your uh, podcast is not a part of Lunar Light Studio, but I'd still love to chat about it because it's a big 2019 thing. Uh, yeah. The Unnaturalists is is a wonderful little show. Talk more. Oh, about thank it. you. I have not published an episode in like longer than I should. I was on. I was on hiatus for a bit there while I worked on cosplay, but uh, we have got two recorded. And I just need to get them ready to go, and then they'll be out. But yes, the Naturalist is a speculative biology biology podcast. Oh my gosh, I can't talk about my own show. Wow, boy, words. Uh, speculative biology podcast where we uh, pick a fantasy being, a thingy, uh, a fantasy creature, and we and our friend who has a PhD in biology trying to figure out how its body parts work and how it might function in real life and uh, where all its heads live and I was, when how you, it has babies. I was going to say, when you when you said how it might function, I very much thought you were going to say how it might fuck, and, and that's also a, a huge part of this show. <laughs> no, I mean, that that's an important aspect of life for all uh, sexually reproducing beings. Sure, sure, for sure. Yeah, uh, but how's it fuck? But how's it fuck? Interestingly, the biologist on our show, Tora, is a um, uh, reproductive immunologist. So she actually does, and she specifically studies marsupials. So she does, in fact, know all kinds of stuff about uh, marsupials fucking. Yeah, I woke up to a ton of messages in uh a group chat that i happen to be in with all of the hosts of the unnaturalists talking about kangaroo vaginas mm. uh at like 9 a.m at like 8 30 they were just a lot of weird kangaroo fucking facts that Look, i did not know I, and it it was a weird way to wake up i heard something very uh very attention grabbing about kangaroo anatomy and I, who did i have to ask but the only reproductive marsupial biologist i happen to know <laughs> it's I, i'm I, it's all good anyway Tora's very smart and kim's very cool and i'm also there you're very we, charming and we do a show called the unnaturalist i was gonna yeah. smart smart cool and charming smart cool and uh very horny on maine which very much helps with uh with all of the talking about how these animals uh, fuck i'm not that horny on that You've gotten a bit. You're not, you're not that horny on that show. A bit. Yeah. I th- here's the thing, Look, Evan. Here's the thing, because Evan. Because Tumblr doesn't exist anymore. I don't have this outlet. It's gotten onto Twitter. Yeah, it's, I, it's I, spilled over onto Twitter. You've it's been, spilled out into my real life. You've been very horny on Man in 2019, and in 2020, I think you could do more. I think you could be even hornier. I think that's a challenge. I'm unstoppable. I think that's a challenge for I love you it. in 2020. Um, it's only a matter of time before Disney puts out a legitimate furry. Uh, blue nightcrawler, uh, in a movie must be furry, furry or no deal. See, it's um, I was thinking about this earlier. I don't know how much of this I'm gonna leave in the episode, but Beast is furry, 
You know, it's like, it's not like. Not the same. Not a twink. Not a twink. No, 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 no. I understand. But what I'm saying is it would not be difficult for them to make Nightcrawler furry. Oh, they have I, made a conscious decision to say, na, 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 this is my slimy leather boy. I thought you were asking why Evan wasn't horny for no, Beast. No, 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 I see that your question was, yeah. what does Fox have against Nightcrawler right. that they make Beast furry yes. and Nightcrawler yes. leathery and wet? Because yeah, it's not correct. just an issue of like, oh, he, it doesn't look good on the big screen. It's like, mm, well, Beast is fine and he's very furry. Why Why you yeah. do this? Why? I mean, I am, I am very on the record as being very pro-slimy uh, Nightcrawler, but I am not as invested in it as Evan is, and so I want the best for my good, good friend. Yeah. Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you for looking out for me. I will. I'm going to write letters to Disney every day. We have the technology to do this. We, we lack only... The, the conviction. Yeah. No, what, I, what I'm saying is I think somebody's kink at Fox and or Disney is that they just like is the, leathery nightcrawler. Like yeah. Blue oh, yeah. With facial slimy. scars. Yes. With like, yeah, with like uh tribal facial scars. It's real weird. Very strange. Angel Very, language. Such a strange, such a strange choice. They've got to keep the that. demon in them. Um, thank you so much for listening. Sending pending. Uh, we will see you in 2020. If, if you're listening to this now, we've already, we're already seeing you in 2020. Uh, thank you for welcoming. Happy 2020. Happy 2020. Happy New Year. Be, Once be again, gay, do crimes. Be gay, do crimes. Uh, and of course, do not tell the pawn shop Lou. About leathery nightcrawler. He, he knows. He's the one who's he's the he's the one with the fetish over at Fox. Poncha Blue. <laughs> I like this new canon development we've added to the Poncha Blue Punch? story. At, at the last second, one more Poncha Blue fact. One of these days, we're gonna have to really flesh out who this Poncha Blue fella is. And I want to find the real Poncha Blue and get him on the show. I mean, that pawn shop is still there. I do not. I mean, Lou was back back in two thousand nine. I don't know if Lou has has retreated it once more. Uh, Can you get a picture of the pawn shop and post it on Twitter? Oh hell yeah, yeah. Look for that. Okay, y- you need to do that. Yeah. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. 